this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Tonight, my Snoopy, Sigmunds, and Howdy Duties, we went through it all, and we went through it all again, and again, and again, in a time loop, in a time loop. Remember fun? The Legion After Show starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, that's right. Vic Mackey, the cop that plays by nobody's rules, on the shield, he is indeed not the commish, but he is a cop who wears a shield. Welcome to the after show. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by some of the panel. Who's here tonight? Who's here tonight? Who's here tonight? My name is, my name is, no, my name is Alexa Capiello. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. And then, and then on the end is, of course, Alana Jordan. I mean, wait, who's here? I mean, is it, my name's Jeff. Jeff? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but no, really interested, really ready to talk about the episode. There's so much stuff going on. I mean, just a whole bunch of twitching. So. There's a lot of twitching. There's a lot to twitch about. And we have a little bit of news which is just we none of us got it, but there's some really cool swag for Legion that's out there. Yep. We just want everybody to look at it and hopefully be just as jealous as we are mm-hmm. that we didn't get it. Yeah, but thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and of course, we will visit whether or not any of this episode was the real life or if it was just fantasy. I'm going to say like 98% of this was, uh, was Probably. I think when Mail, Carrie, and Switch were in the phone booth, that might be the one thing that was real. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of it, the verdict is out. But uh, overall, I always like to get just big thoughts from the beginning. So of course... Alexa, I'll ask you first. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. What a crazy episode. No, for real. Like, I... Yeah, in a show that's had a lot of crazy episodes. (laughs) I know, I know. But this one, this one was just off the charts nuts for me. And uh, visually, of course, stunning. Um, I picked on, I picked up a lot of, uh, there's a lot of neon in this. And if you think about neon as as a color, it's supposed to light, but it doesn't light very well. And I was just like, wow. 
wow, that's that's really deep. That's really really cool. And yeah. um, so a lot of it was in the darkness, um, but it was beautifully shot and and it was it was cool. Um, that's all I want to say for right now about it. We're gonna get into it. We'll get into everything. Moment. And Jeff, overall, just, just like most episodes, but unlike. It was confusing. That's my one. <laughs> that's my one word for it. Because at at a, multiple moments, I'm like, okay, should I write this down or should I wait? Because is it not real? Mm-hmm. So right. that's my whole. That's how I felt about this episode. Watching it or like at being at the end, it was a great episode. There was so much, but there were so many times like I'm gonna wait before I write notes because this might all be fake. Mm-hmm. Right, and the three of us watched it together, and we all took notes. And after we were done, Alexa said, "I have uh, one question about one thing," and I'm like, "One thing? <laughs> one? There's only one thing." <laughs> I want to start off with what my favorite thing was about the episode, and it was not part of the story. We tried to have a little fun there at the top of the show, <laughs> but they came back from commercial. And what they came back into was footage from an episode of The Shield, which was an FX show. I believe it out on Monday nights. I believe it out at 10 o'clock. Hmm. So I'm also wondering, I'm like, wait, was that like the exact minute <laughs> in that episode? So it, it was really cool because that's FX. We were watching FX. And it was very mind-bending because they, you know, it's very clear that it's that show. But of course, I'm also fast-forwarding through the commercials. And I'm like, well, what do they have a commercial for The Shield on for? But then the Legion logo was right before it. Definitely threw me for a loop. So my question is, I don't know if anybody else is watching this show in other countries or other territories, but did you see something different there? Like if it airs on, I don't know, if it airs on like Sky TV in the UK. Did they use footage from maybe a previous show there? Or did they just go ahead and do it with that the That would shield? be supremely difficult and a lot of work. Oh, yeah, but that's why I'm wondering. Right. Would, because I don't think Noah Hawley has to actually go in and edit all that in. <laughs> I, I think not. you leave the shield in there. But it's probably... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Probably hasn't really aired except for here. So that's maybe something that we'll have to find out in the future. We'll have to take a look at the future. (laughs) If we have any future left... Like maybe people in the comments would know if, yeah. if it aired differently in different yeah. places. We'd yeah. be interested to know. And uh, so what I mean know. in the future, though, is that uh, I will have to keep an eye on the YouTube comments for this for, like, years. And see if somebody's <laughs> finally like, I don't know what the shield is. We saw an episode of Teletubbies, you know, or yep. just picking something. It's probably not going to be tough. But what if it was? That would be cool. That wouldn't have surprised me. Also, if the why Teletubbies <laughs> on your mind right there? Because I have children. True. You know, all facts. Yeah. And we saw children, a child in this episode. So, (laughs) all right. I did like where we started, which is female Carrie just kind of sitting around saying, like, do you remember fun? Do you miss people? And, you know, Ptolemy is part of the Vermilion Collective. And... It doesn't seem like any of that's the case anymore. I don't think capable of fun. We see that it's basically like a machine, and when they have the the hard reboot, they lose all the data, so much history lost. And then, of course, because this is Legion, he then freaks out. My mustache. What did they do with my mustache? So 
I'll ask you first, Jeff. What do you think caused that? Is it just as simple as the time eaters ate the data, or do you think that that's more of like a, a domino effect from what the time eaters were doing? I was thinking it was more of a domino effect, definitely. I thought it was like the the time shifts, and I think it was more like if a time shifts, a computer kind of like changes or kind of breaks down and doesn't know where it's at. And they said like the time code, so I think it was kind of like confusing and conf- confusing. And then it just like kind of broke down or shut down. I took it as more of a metaphor. You yeah. know, when uh, whenever you're working on something on a computer and it you know breaks down or you lose all all the data, it, it, this, that was the whole basis of this whole episode. Is is time is all we have. Our memories are all we have, and without them, we're nothing. And so I felt like it was kind of just a little metaphor for the rest of the episode to come. Yes, well, Mick Jagger once said, time is on my side, but I don't feel like it is. I don't think it's on our side. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there are time eaters and (laughs) you just have to kind of walk around them to uh, get them riled up. I thought it was fascinating when Farouk explained how the time eaters are. One, they're in the space between time, but that they're more like termites. So you can't just fight them in real time. You have to go to the nest of where they are, which is not something we actually saw until later in the episode, but... What a fascinating visual way to do it, which it was just a series of still photos that had like a stop motion effect. Alexa, what did you think about creating that sort of weird space between time? I mean, what else am I supposed to say other than it It was was cool? It was cool and it was weird. (laughs) It was a cool idea. It was... It was well done, and it was. It, it's so hard to convey time between time. Yeah. But what an awesome way to do it with stop motion animation, but not quite. Uh, just using visuals, just the, paintings, almost. It was. I don't know how else to describe it other than it was cool with a capital C. I don't. I liked. I liked it a lot. It was. It was also kind of hard to follow at the same time because well, they skipped a lot. They you know? skipped a lot, but it was also sort of like a silent movie where. Yeah. I had to actually, you know, the dialogue was on the screen. And, right. you know, there's oftentimes we have people speaking in other languages and we get the subtitles. But if you, as always with the show, if you're not paying attention, you don't realize that you're missing dialogue. You're just like, oh, yeah, I saw that picture three frames ago. But it, it's it, it's a show you really should never look away from, except, of course, the three of us. If you're, taking if notes. you're furiously, yeah. taking, furiously notes, taking notes, like, I've gotten really good at understanding what my typos mean <laughs> because I'm just like, I'm typing on, and I'm doing it on my phone too. If I think I was doing it on my laptop, it might be a little easier. But there's just so much going on. What did you think of, of that visual and just some of the other visuals on this episode, Jeff? Artistically, it was cool. But I was, I got to say, I was frustrated at the end because, you don't. I was expecting them to actually take down the um, demons in that time. Because right. that's, where, that's where Farouk says you need to be there. But then we see, um, I don't want to, like, well, go, yeah, yeah. We'll we get see to what it, happens with them. Yeah, for sure, but we yeah. but we see it doesn't end up happening in that time. So I was kind of frustrated with that. I thought it was cool artistically. I thought, but I was frustrated with how it ended. Yeah, well, as, as always, it's just to keep us coming back. You know, we yeah. were talking after the show, and I just couldn't believe that this was only episode four of the season because it just, I feel like I've, I've watched maybe ten episodes worth of weirdness and gotten <laughs> ten episodes of story already. Mm-hmm. And so next week we're going to be at the halfway point of the, the season already. And maybe, just maybe, at some point we'll get our full panel here on the show. Yeah, I know. Um, I am kind of a little... <laughs> 
yeah, pissed maybe. off that they've introduced Charles Xavier and what he's just letting all this happen. Well, I don't think he knows it's happening at this how? point. How? But because how? the Charles Xavier that we met is in the past, mm-hmm. we don't know where Professor X is right now and what he's doing. But he still has Cerebro. Sure, but. There are definitely it, – it depends on what part of the story this is. There are times where Charles Xavier is off in space with his lady friend, Lalandra, and he can walk. So not that time doesn't happen in space, but he would be very far removed from it. So they – you know, he could be somewhere. He could be elsewhere in time, you know. So I think we'll get a reason. We'll get an explanation. I don't think that we're only getting him in the flashback story. I don't think we're going to get a lot of episodes with him, but I, I – I would be shocked and a little annoyed if we don't see him again. Right, yeah. But I, I think that he will factor into the hmm, the final confrontation between Yeah, I think he David needs to help Farouk. take his son down, to be honest. <laughs> who, yes. Who else is going to at this point? The, the Time Eaters, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, it doesn't look like anyone's really strong enough to even attempt to take him down. Because, I mean, the Time Eaters, they did for a little bit. They kind of, con- like, confused him. But then he took him down once he realized what was going I don't on. Think they're, I don't think they're completely gone. Yeah. I think they're going to come back. No, I think, they'll, I think they'll definitely come back. And just to sort of jump ahead, because we're talking about it, it... it it's in that stop motion sort of still photograph style that Farouk feels like, oh, all I had to do was take out the sword. Farouk thinks that he fought off the the time meters and he's fine. But clearly David incinerated one and he's like, I can do this to all of you. And so that's actually why they they retreat. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess they go, what, under the floorboards or whatever termites do when they hide. Mm Mm-hmm. Fortunately, only had termites once. So <laughs> I think I got rid of them. They don't giggle like that. So. <laughs> oh my God, what, if they, what if they did? If termites giggled, I think that uh, I think that that exterminators would uh, be able to charge a lot more because it's like they're slowly eating your house and they're keeping you up at night laughing. I would never go back in that house even if they cleaned it. Mm. Like, how you just oh, yeah, <laughs> if you no. hear giggles like that's I'm good. I'm good on that one. So David shows the what he's capable of, but there's a long road before he gets there. And, of course, he has an interaction with Mommy, which I think is a nice reminder of just how childlike and honestly needy of love and any kind of parental figure David is. Alexa, what did you, uh, what did you think about David sort of finding himself in, in a cell, ostensibly – in World War II, ostensibly in a in a concentration camp. Yeah, that was um, that was a really powerful scene. Yeah. Um, it started out with her humming, and it sounded like to me um, even before I knew that it was his mom. It sounded like she was humming a, a gospel tune, and uh, you know she asked him, are, "Are you a Jew? Are you a, a homosexual?" And all this, and uh, you know it was. It was interesting um, seeing him reconnect with her and then, you know, trying to fight with her, tell her, you know, I'm I'm not crazy. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm crazy. We're both crazy. Yeah. And she was he was just trying yeah. so hard to get her to understand yeah. and to change his past so that he could live the life that he thinks he deserves. And by the way, David's not crazy in the way they told him he was in season one, but he's crazy. He's absolutely definitely crazy. Absolutely (laughs) definitely crazy. And it's sad. It's sad to watch that he, 
can't get help in the way that he needs it. Same no. with his mom. I mean, too. Uh, honestly, his father would be the only person who could help him. And I think what he would have to do is sort of put these psychic barriers in there that close off portions of his mind, which is basically what he did to uh, to Jean Grey. Professor Xavier did that so that uh, she was never quite as powerful as she should be. Uh, you know, until his, until the Phoenix comes. His along. ego's getting the best of him. He's calling himself God. I mean, it's He's it's doing bad a whole lot. at this yeah, point. Yeah, we'll talk about some of that in a second. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say no, we right. got we got a shout out. We got a five dollar super chat person. What? So I just want to ah! give him a personal shout out. We got we really five dollar make you hot. In all honesty, I have never had that before. <laughs> Any of the shows that I've done. In fact, I've usually had to give $20 out to the people <laughs> in the chat to keep them in there and make them stay. Do we, we get it? Does we it get really split? Yeah. You guys, this is a silhouette animator asked, what if David is still in the orb, the equinox mentioned in season one, and everything from season two to next week was a, was a simulation to see if and how the world will end? It will be moderately you less would, annoying than you, what I don't want it to be. Him sitting in the first minutes of season one, episode one, and none of it ever happened. That'll be pretty annoying because season one will have happened, but then not the rest. I I hope that's not the case. Yeah, me too. It's it. I hate when stories just end up with the person waking up and be like, "That was a weird, horrible dream." I yeah. just think I it's like a that, big cop out. That's just so lazy. <laughs> 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 you could do you could do so other so many other things. Like right. Let's just hope that doesn't. Happen. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, well, thank you. And sorry, great prediction. Who was our person there in the super chat? It was Ryan. silhouette animator. Which is also a great name. Silhouette also, if you would like to silhouette silhouette animate any of us, please do. Yes, please do. That'd be really dope. Yeah, well, anyway, maybe maybe I'll give five dollars if, if I can see an animated silhouette of myself. So, in that <laughs> scene when David is talking to his mother in the prison, he asks a lot of the questions that we were asking last week. I I think Noah Hawley and the creative people behind the scenes know exactly <laughs> what we want to know, which is it. What year is this? Is this in Germany? Mm-hmm. Is this the war? Mm-hmm. And she just gives answers like, you know, he says, what year is this? This is the beginning of the end. <laughs> yes, we know. It's four <laughs> episodes into the end. We get it. Just tell us when it is, what year it is. Because there were so many questions. We were talking about this last week, Alexa, is that by getting the backstory of Professor X and Gabriel Haller being right after World War II, it's like... It doesn't add up It doesn't time-wise. make any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've gotten the theory that David ages slowly. And last night on Marvel TV Weekly, we also talk about Legion and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not The S.H.I.E.L.D. and other shows, though. Uh, Somebody suggested, and I wanted to give them credit, and then I wasn't smart enough to write it down. They said that – I think it might be Jenna James. If you're in the chat and you made this this point last night on Marvel TV Weekly, please mention it and uh, I will give you credit. But the idea that David does age slower – and the way we see him is actually kind of the way he projects himself. And when we see mm. a really old representation of him by the crib, that's actually how old he is. So it's not something that I had thought of, but it is an interesting way to address that. Uh, we had theories last week that things like when they give him up, they send him through time to give him up. So How that, do they address that in the comics? That Well, the character was introduced in 1985. So that makes it add up, actually, okay. because time does move very slowly in the comics. 
but they kind of bend it a little bit. Like you, you know, you have stuff like Professor X and Magneto have backstories that are tied to World War Two. All the Fantastic Four have backstories in World War Two. You so you update things a little bit. Like a perfect example is Frank Castle, the Punisher, is a Vietnam vet, but for the television show, they obviously had him serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. You just you you can update it a little bit. That's kind of what I expected with this, and that's why I, it doesn't make any sense. But I wouldn't expect anything different from right. this show. <laughs> it's true. I w- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I expect it to confuse me, but like, just totally understand it. So, same with... <laughs> uh, I wanted to get back to David's God complex because, you know, he's, he's trying to play everything really cool. But uh, we also have Lenny trying to kind of egg him on. You know, I want you to be mad. I want you to use all these powers that you have. And it definitely goes to his head. He's, he's very... Well, he's very cocky uh, when he says that he's going to be able to handle everything. You know, he he says to he actually says to her that he's going to fix this. Whatever they throw at me, the, the he's going to slay them. This is my time. This is David's time. And so he's talking about himself in the third person. That's already not good, mm-hmm. you know. But he actually says the line, "I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I eat monsters for breakfast." I don't. I don't think that's true. Lenny's a breakfast queen. She would not be serving you monsters. I feel like that's not the case. But he tries to take on the time demon, and it's it's here, kitty, kitty, and oh, big boy, want to dance? Let's dance. And it's like, okay, you've clearly seen somebody be a tough guy before, but you're actually, and he's powerful enough to be a tough guy, but that's really not who he is. So that's how he ends up in the prison, which we already talked about. But this is the first instance, Alexa, that we see him being this full of himself this is really the god complex mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts as, as you're watching the episode and really just this portion of, of of that aspect of his personality well to be fair we haven't really seen him fail spectacularly okay he's not good at dating no he's not good <laughs> at dating and yes he did fail in terms of Sid, but he's still alive. He's still kicking. He's been killed a few times. He came back with you know with uh, with Switch. Um, He's he's been through a lot and he's overcome it. So you know that's just he's got this god complex, but at the same time he knows how powerful he is and he truly does believe that he can handle everything. And then of course his mental issues are also (laughs) at play there as well. Yeah, and like. When he's talking to Lenny, talking to her, and I thought that was going to be the riff. I kind of, I kind of thought, like I said in the last episode, that switch was going to be the riff between um, Lenny and and David, but it might just be David's power, mm-hmm. and and Lenny actually being a real person, having a, and caring about a family and caring about long term. He's like, no, nah, this is all me. This is my show, and she wants the bad. She wants the evil David, but she might not want, or she might not like what she gets. And that's what it's starting to look like. No, this is cool. Um, I wrote down this quote. It's he finally says, "This isn't about me, the world." When he's talking to his yeah. mom, this isn't about the world. This is about me. I'm not crazy. My life was taken from me. So he's just he's just on a mission to get his life back. And he's not means. entirely inaccurate, right? Because. Farouk has taken a lot yeah. from him. He certainly made bad decisions along the way. But going back to what Carrie, female Carrie, and I, I love that they addressed it, it, it when she's talking to Sid. It's like, me? No, male Carrie. 
you know, because it's always like, how do they always know? And I was like, finally, somebody, you know, Carrie's like, oh, you mean me? No, the other one, the scientist. What are you going to do? You're going to just just hit time or, I don't know, throw a, throw a sword at it? But what she's saying there is that everybody feels like grownups now. It's like things aren't fun. Things are different. And I think that what she's feeling is this suggestion that we know that Farouk has done to really everyone. And I think we're starting to see it. I don't think it's it's unraveling at this point. But we've seen male Carrie come out of his, his what he called treachery mm-hmm. from David convincing him to help him. So I'm wondering if we might start to see that at some point this season. Do you think... Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was reading the chat for a second, mm-hmm. but I, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, do you think, Jeff, that uh, this is that's something that's likely to happen? You think we're going to see? I, I guess it's technically a prediction, but I'm wondering: Do you think we're going to see Farouk's grip start to slip away from everyone in Division Three? I do, I do. But when I saw um, Mel Carey like regain his memories. I kind of thought it was from the time demons, not from just time in general. Right. So I didn't know if it was like the time demons were kind of making that happen. And that it might have been that way, and it might speed it up where um, all the people that Farouk is mind-controlling are at least like, putting suggestions in. They might um, remember that as well faster because of all the time demons. I don't know if that was the reason, but that's how I took it when, yeah. when it happened right when the time demons were chasing them. Uh, and by the way, it was indeed Jenna James uh, last night on Marvel TV Weekly. Uh, we are giving her the credit. Uh, she did confirm that it was her who had the theory that David is really old, and that's why we saw old David, which that's the thing about this show. You can watch it intently. You can take notes. You can talk to people who are also doing that, and then you just miss stuff. Yeah. You know? And uh, I want to get into an area of the episode where we actually had to talk about what we remembered from last season, and that was present day Sid talking to young Sid mm-hmm. which I thought was was a great conversation I thought it was really cool to see how many of y'all wish that you could talk to your younger self uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that that's a uh, general like, everybody I was just like oh I wish I could do this myself yeah. but that was a painful convo as well it was cool yeah, it but was it was very painful. it was very honest and obviously uh, present day Sid knows she's like I know what you want to ask me yeah and they they talk about sort of the backstory for Sid really starting to understand her powers and it was an incident that we saw in season two when she basically takes over her mother's body goes into the shower with and I don't remember if that's a stepfather or her mom's boyfriend but it is that figure in her life it's not her father Uh, so she and she goes into the shower and she turns back into herself and her mother sees her sees this guy with her 15-year-old daughter, so obviously freaks out. The guy goes to jail. We know that part of the story. But what I didn't remember, and Alexa, this was the question that you... This was the one question Mm. that you actually asked. (laughs) So let's talk about that conversation and what it is that young Sid tells old Sid, or present-day Sid. She's not really that old. Young Sid tells... uh, Past Sid tells present-day Sid. Uh, Just sort of the, the question that you had was... I think we didn't know to that extent. And, and Silhouette Animator says it is her mom's boyfriend. So yeah, because her, her mom had a bunch of boyfriends. Yes. Was, um, uh, so my my confusion about it was why did she say, uh, what was it, like she turns, she t- they turned mm. me around. Right. 
he turned me around, and then and then older Sid says the same thing of David later on. He right. turned me around. So my question was, she did. She went to the shower to experience sex for the first time. Right. That's what she wanted to do as a 15-year-old. I understand. So she used her powers to do that. But my question was, it seemed to me that uh, she was... Uh, Mad, or that he she felt like he took advantage of her. When in reality, she she went and she did that to herself. She wanted to experience that. Right. So that was my confusion about it. Well, and and what we had discussed uh, is that clearly, and she even says it to her future self, is that she thought that sex was romantic, and present day Sid says it can be. That was not a particularly romantic moment. We don't know the relationship her mom had with her boyfriend. Maybe that's a maybe, sort of a regular. Maybe that's yeah. something that they're both into, though. Maybe is, she was talking about yeah. the relationship. Between so I think her that's mom and her what, and, and I think she didn't expect it to be that. You know, yeah. she thought that it it was going to be something a that was like beautiful. And she's like, all I remember is having is my having, head smashed against yeah, the shower against, the, against yeah. the glass and she's like you know my first time my only time right. so she's obviously obviously we knew from last season that this was a really important event to her and I think present day Sid feels like she needs to let her know like yeah it is going to get better you are going to fall in love but then of course she asks the obvious questions and I thought that First of all, it was heartbreaking to hear young Sid's accounts of that incident that we saw in that episode, but I don't think it was put in that context. And let us know in the chat if if we just misremember that. I I didn't remember it that way. But when she tries to explain what went wrong with David, we sort of see the little flash when he's like, oh, you just had a terrible dream. She said, he turned me around, which is referencing what she said is that it's about power. So taking all that in... It, I, I still feel like David was is always well intentioned, but we've had a lot of conversation about that incident, and this whole season really hinges on that. Because yeah. Without that incident, I, I don't. They know would that probably still be together. They would still and be he together. Wouldn't and, go off the and, deep end. And the completely. Shadow King wouldn't be right. You know, able to infiltrate all of his like close friends, basically mm-hmm. his only friends, really. So I, I I do want to get your thoughts on sort of all of it, Jeff. What yeah. you think about that scene? So one of the main questions I was going to ask you once we like talked about what she actually said is why did she say it? That's what I was kind of confused about because she knows how like time works or she kind of has an idea about how time works and she's like I didn't understand why you would tell your younger self all this information knowing that it would it could change the future. Well we still haven't gotten uh, the construct of time and, and how we can affect our past selves through what we tell. Yeah. You know, if, we, yeah. we don't know if, any of the rules here. They you, haven't really If you believe Avengers Endgame, you can't change your future. Yeah, but you she, know. I mean, the perfect example just to take it from that is Nebula shoots her past self and her present self doesn't die, which flies in the face of any concept of time travel that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. If you kill your past self, you are dead. But apparently that's not the way time travel always works. You can't get mad about somebody else's interpretation of made-up fake science. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what frustrated me about that is, though, she talks to David and she says, you know, you can't just go back in time and change things. You're still the same person. So she doesn't like time traveling and changing it and stuff. So why were you okay about telling your younger self all, these, all this information and pretty much changing the past? 
which would change the future. I just didn't like it because she was mad at David about that. So but she's then, being a hypocrite is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. and I, I didn't think that she understood it was fake. So I was wondering, I was like, why are you doing this? That was that was where my head was at during during that whole part. It was cool to see. It definitely was like enlightening, but I just like, I felt like she was a little bit of a hypocrite in that, in that scene. Uh, Fandom D Saint in the chat. Rules of time travel. There is no perfect future. That's from episode one of this season. Absolutely. And uh, silhouetted, an- silhouetted animator mentions that David mentioned timeline branches in season two during the different Amy realities episode and also the different David realities, which I'm wondering if that's going to tie back in to some point. We saw all those different Davids. And, uh, our, you know, and Phantom Beast Saint just throws in the world mul- the word multiverse. Uh, in any case, we only have about 10 minutes left, which is <laughs> It's insane. so impossible to break down this show <laughs> I know. So, in the, the just small amount of time. To give people a little behind the scenes, for a lot of the shows, there's a dry erase board over there. And the show that was in before, it's like, oh, you need to erase this? I'm like, no, I can't write it out. It's just, <laughs> there's it, no way. It's just the least linear story that's ever been told. <laughs> I don't even know how to break it down. You can break it down by characters. You can definitely talk about yeah. it by characters. But it's actually not helpful <laughs> to, not at all. to try and do that. Uh, I do want to make sure we talk about Switch before we leave, though, yeah. because we see just mm-hmm. what toll this is taking on her. Oh, yeah. And she lost another tooth. She tells David that all my teeth are tingling. And he's like, ah, you know, we're not going to go that far back. Don't worry. You're not going to lose another tooth. He doesn't know that. And I'm not surprised that when Carrie basically says, I'm here to rescue you, she's like, wait. You want me to go with you? Yeah, let me get out of here. Did that surprise you at all, Alexa? No. Why Why would she want to stay there after it seems like David's abusing her and, he, he and even, killing her? He even said to her when time started skipping, are you going to – don't make me force you to do this. Right. You know? So – and she's like, oh, yeah, so that's coming. Like, right. There's going to be the day where I have no teeth left and he's going to make me take it. She had a inside. toothbrush. Did you guys see her the throw giant, that toothbrush. giant toothbrush? I did like that. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in between writing furiously. <laughs> um, so can we talk about these mind flayers too, what sure. they're doing? Uh, so basically – so they're called time eaters. They equate them to termites. Uh, and also somebody in the chat pointed out they look like uh, the blue meanies from the Yellow Submarine animated movie, the Beatles animated movie. So I wanted to uh, give a shout out to whoever said that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But how much time have they eaten? You know, these are questions. That's, that, how do, that's how do question. we fight them if we've never been born? What's their agenda? Are they animals feeding? All these things. Um what are and, your and, guys' thoughts on that? Because well, I thought it was a it was a great observation that that male carry has. It's like and and Switch is trying to explain to him. It's like, look, we're losing time, and and he thinks she means that like time's wasting. It's like, no, we've lost like a minute or so. What's going to happen when we start to lose hours, years? What about when we all go back into the time of the dinosaurs? So yeah. uh, what were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say, is that going to turn into more of like, not the villain, but more of the bigger problem for Division 3? Are they going to worry about that more than David at this time? Uh, yeah, at this time, because like they can control time. And David David has all the, a lot of powers, but like this is more the immediate problem. So I wonder if they're in the coming episodes, is their mission going to turn or like just take a pause? Because just we, we talk like the time demons, they're they're still around. They're not gone. So they're going to they're eventually going to come back. So I wonder if like their mission, their mission switches. And we alluded to it, but uh, we do, uh, you know, the conversation between 
present day Sid and young Sid was uh, very touching and heartbreaking. But we do need to talk about what Lenny actually went through. Now, last week, Jeff, you predicted that the baby was basically going to like snap out of existence. I think this was much worse than that. Oh yeah. It so was... just react to what happened. Uh, talk a little bit about what happened yeah. and then your thoughts. So on... we we see Lenny and we see uh, the baby mom as we we talked yeah. about earlier. Um, salmon. Yeah, salmon. Salmon. <laughs> salmon. 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 Fishy. <laughs> yeah. There were so many names, but we see them and we see her delivering the baby, and then you you see time just keep jumping. So you see her when she's able to write and stuff, and when she's able to talk. And then she was a, or she, that's not right, the right order. But then she has a kid of her own, so like she becomes a grandmother. And then she's with, you just see keep, you, uh, time you, continue to right. jump, and, and she's missing all these big moments. And it's pretty much depressing like, uh, Lenny the whole time until her baby mama um, is like on her deathbed, pretty much. Right. Well, the baby's on the deathbed. The, the, oh, the baby. And, See, and, and I was she says, "Thanks for always being there for me." And I think that's, that's kind what? of the that's uh, the gut punch yep. of like, I don't know any of it. I just kind of basically read the the back cover of the cliff notes of your life. You know, I don't know anything about it. I just got to see it happen in like ninety seconds. It was like having Alzheimer's disease yeah. in yeah. that moment, it was, just watching right. it. And it was terrible. As I was saying, okay. along those lines, what Lenny's last couple words were just like, "No, I want to feel it." Yeah, because no, David it. wants I, to know. It's like, is it that bad? Do you want me to to help? I thought that was that was yeah. really telling. That line had so many different. It could have so many different meanings. One, no, I want to feel it. As in, don't don't put your powers on me again. And and two, it could be no, I actually want to deal with this because I saw it happen, and I actually want to feel something because she didn't get a chance to feel it as the time was jumping. So like, there's you could see this both ways. And when I first listened to it, I was like. No, she doesn't want you doing her powers again, but then I didn't think about it the other way. So, I mean, that was just a, a very deep line. It was simple, but, like, it had a couple different meanings. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on that, Alexa, The just sort of watching that play out, but also Lenny not wanting to forget it. I mean, she easily could have had David. Like, I don't, I don't want to remember that this happened. Right. Uh I mean, like I said, it was like watching Alzheimer's disease play out. It was terrible. It was it was it was heartbreaking. Um, and her telling David, "I don't want. I want to remember it." To me, was like again, memories are all that we have. They are what make us human. They are what make us uh, who we are. And so that pain is important. We have to feel that pain because. You know, pain pain is what makes us human and what makes us grow as people. That's it. That's and we're what starting I to see David become less human because he's having less feelings. Yeah. So it's like yeah. she well, she notices that too. We, and that's, we see him lash out at the time demons and that's why they run and hide, not because Baruch has a magic sword. <laughs> uh, but he then he freaks out on his disciples. He's tired of being daddy, which is super creepy. That was so wrong. creepy and weird. I need you all to call me daddy. Daddy takes care of you. I'm like, daddy. stop it. Uh, so then he lashes out at them. And then he's like, we're switch. And then he finds out that male Carrie took her. And he freaks out. And then all he says is war. And that is the end of the episode. And then we get a sense that he's still determined to give everyone a do-over next week, which we'll talk about next week. But in our final minutes, <laughs> we need to give our special segment, which I hope you're both ready. So many to choose from. <laughs> uh, is this the real mm. life? Is this just fantasy? I feel like we're just like on a wave or something every time we listen to that. 
No Escape from Reality. Uh, Alexa, what is your moment if you can pick only one? Only one. If you, if you have to pick two, it's all right. But what, are, what comes to mind immediately of, like, was this real? Him talking to his mama. Yeah. Uh, that was the biggest one for me. I was like, did because, that actually happen? Because if it did, that would influence so much. Yes, the Time Eaters could have put him back in time, but he also could have had that exchange in the astral plane because his, his mother's mom. crazy. Yeah. He could have definitely connected with her and told her this. And she could have, of course, discounted all of it to the extent that she didn't even remember it when she actually had right. a child. Just the one line of, like, David, I always David, liked that I name. I like that name. It's kind of that. like that's all that's going to come mm-hmm. away from that. And, Jeff, what were your thoughts? Kind of along the same lines as, uh, was it at a different time? Did you get transferred to a different time? I thought Sid got transferred back to a different time. I wasn't thinking it was fake. I thought the time didn't yeah, just I thought, brought her back I, yeah, to a different so th- time. I had the same thought. I'm like, what really happened there? But I guess that wasn't really past Sid, but it, it sure seemed like it. It and seemed like the demons were just, like, finding your desires and turning it horribly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for Sid, she was trying to teach her younger self how to be okay with who she was. For for David, he was trying to see his mom. But, like, it was, like, the evil version of your desires. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I kind of got from, from the demons. But, like, I'm interested to see why each storyline happened for each people. So definitely put that in the comments as to why you think the demons did that. Or, yeah. Right, no, exactly. And I, I'm i wondering, that terrible thing that Lenny experienced, was it all in her head and it actually didn't happen? And was Salmon real to begin with? Like, it's hard to really tell with this show. I think it did, but we don't know for sure, you know, because the way she experienced it, it was like time was collapsing, but time wasn't really collapsing for everyone else. And... I, I, the people that we saw get frozen and all this, they seem to be gone now. So it's... Uh, we're going to have did. to see. I, I think that did happen. I think it did, but in the moment, it was hard to really say. Uh, very quickly, I know that we need to give <laughs> yeah. out, we need to give our news, though, because we often forget the news. And it's really one item. Yeah. And it's just to take a look at how cool... And uh, Alexa, actually, uh, Elena sent this to yeah, us, Elena even though did. she's not here. Elena from... <laughs> From the Never. future, yeah. <laughs> she sent us. She sent this back in time. No. And what exactly is this that she? Sent I us? I know uh, somebody I saw on my story actually um, got one because she's a huge fan of the show. But basically, they were all sent. Well, we're not we're not I, fans no, of the show. It's I know I all know. Right. But it's basically a, a lunchbox. So it's a really cool box. Uh, I remember it has Legion we on had it. Lunchboxes shaking and rattling in this episode. I know, and, and they look like a, that. Has a thermos, mm. and then they have a mutant mints in there too, and. I I think yeah, it, a that card cool. that says thank you for watching the show well, and being a fan. Why do thank us for watching? It's so you know, cool. I mean, we only do the after show, but it's fine. Mutant Mints. All right. Well, I think, what do they say about new, the Mutant this, Mints? This news has made me mad. Farouk's freshness. Farouk's freshness. <laughs> so, that definitely makes me want to yeah, so take awesome. them out. <laughs> yeah, no, I would never open that box. I don't it, think it many shows, many sh- not a lot of shows do that, right? They don't send gifts to their fans. Well, you usually will get them at, like, Emmy time. Right. You know? so, and you'll have, like, sometimes really unique packaging. Like, I remember... Uh, the show Everybody Hates Chris the first season came to you and it was in like a milk carton where mm. it was like missing and it was a picture of the actor who played young Chris Rock so you sometimes get cool stuff like this but yeah it's usually for a reason I guess this is tied into Comic Con let um, us know if you have one yeah we're jealous we're jealous but anyway <laughs> uh, that is our time for tonight 
But Jeff, where can people find you if they want to keep in touch? You guys can find me on a bunch of different superhero after shows. We got Legion, obviously. You got Swamp Thing, and we got uh, Young Justice. But you guys can find me at Jeff Will underscore Junior on all your social media social media platforms. And Alexa, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And also, Marvel TV Weekly, which I mentioned, Sundays at 9. We will also talk about this episode and Friday's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But there's going to be some things to talk about out of Comic-Con as well. And you can find me Thursdays at 1 Pacific over on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News. Anyway, that's it for now. We will see you all next week. Thanks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.